Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. And welcome to In the Days of Noor, where we talk about Islamic related topics and social issues. So today, I suppose, is a little bit different because we're talking about health. And I don't think, I'm not sure if I've ever talked about health on the podcast. And the reason for this is that I've been very interested in fasting of late. I've had kind of on and off periods where I've been more interested in it. There was a period of time when I really kept the sunnah of the Monday-Thursday fast, then I kind of lost it. And I had learned about the health benefits of fasting to some degree, especially when it comes to youthfulness, and, and we'll get into the more techni- technical science behind it. But I just remember watching a documentary where this couple very elderly they were fasting for their health and they were very elderly but they were very healthy they stood upright they seemed happy they were very slim so that kind of turned me off because they were so honestly skinny that kind of turned me off from the idea of fasting for health but now years later then it has become more popular more people are talking about it And so it interested me, again, to read about fasting and some of the benefits that they talk about. Also, I had read the book Breaking the Two Desires by Imam al-Ghazali. Well, it's um, on disciplining the soul and breaking the two desires. It's actually two books in one, translated by T.J. Winter, Dr. Abdul-Hakim Murad. So he also talks about the health benefits of fasting, but obviously that's not the focus. It is more focused on the spiritual light and benefit that you'll get from from fasting. So all this combined, I decided myself to do a three-day fast. Now before this, I had been on and off with intermittent fasting. I'd been okay with keeping it up maybe half of the time. But more recently, I've been trying to do a lot better and alhamdulillah, I downloaded this app called Zero, and that's helped me a lot in keeping track of my fasting hours because you can just, and it's very simple, you just click start when you are starting your fast and then when you're ending your fast, and you can keep track of how many hours you're fasting every day. So I wanted to do a three-hour fast because I'd read so many people talk about it um, I've read I'd read about so many people discussing it and the benefits that it gave them. So I really wanted to try it for that reason, for health benefits. Also, I wanted to try it because I felt like it would be a huge personal accomplishment for me because over the past, I'd say, four or five years, I have had issues with overeating. And really, if, I, if I'm sort of speaking honestly, I've never completely gotten control over my eating ever since I was a child. If I really liked something, I would just overeat. Um, But alhamdulillah, there were periods in my life where I got healthy. And also when you become a teenager, usually your body will get a bit taller so it can sustain a bit more of the calories that maybe when you were five feet, if you're eating the same when you're five foot four, then it actually may balance itself out. Also, when you're a teenager, you're usually more active. I certainly was. So, and then in college, I'd put on a bit of weight, but then I lost it by going to the gym and becoming vegan for a period of time. So, alhamdulillah, I have had periods in my life where I've been healthy, other periods where I've just been fortunate because of whatever life, life circumstance, like um, growing as a teenager or just being more active. But in my mid-20s and now going on to late 20s, it's been more difficult for me to get my health habits under control. I've lived a pretty much sedentary life since being out of high school because I'm not going there here and there. Um, and most of my time is focused on studying and writing and reading. So these are very sedentary activities. So I really, when I was trying to get back into being healthier and losing weight, then, of course, I'm looking at all of these different diets and what should I follow, what should I do in particular. And I tried first to go on the Tim Ferriss diet. If you know of Tim Ferriss, the four-hour diet, he also wrote the four-hour work week. 
I tried that. It was, I could never get past a day. And it was, it was really pathetic. I really could never get past a day on that diet. And then I heard about much, much later. So that was maybe two years ago or so. So from that, I tried to just go into calorie restriction, which sort of worked half the time, didn't work the other half of the time. And more recently, maybe a couple months ago, I heard of the keto diet. And I was pretty excited about that because a YouTuber that I follow, she is very healthy. I follow her for health, for health stuff. And she went on the keto diet and she lost a significant amount of weight. And it was interesting because she was already healthy. She was already exercising. But her going on this keto diet, she looked even better. And it's not... It's not necessarily that she lost a lot of weight. It could possibly be just 20 or so pounds, but she just looked a lot leaner, a lot more fit. And this is someone who was already fit and then experienced the benefit of this diet. So I tried the keto diet and it really just wasn't for me. Consuming that much fat in my body, my body just did not like it. It almost felt sick. Like it just couldn't really take to it. And also the idea of completely ridding myself of carbs and sweet basically forever because the keto diet, from what I have read and listened to, you basically have to do it forever to be in that state of weight loss. And if you go back to carbs, then you may just gain it right back. So being on such a strict diet, it didn't really seem like it was for me. So I, I should say... One of my sisters did go on the keto diet and had success with it, and she did say she was able to do a cheat cheat day once a week. So, Allahu Alam, I guess people have different experiences. But for me, I just really didn't like the feeling of having so much fat in my body, and then it kind of felt difficult to even get that amount of fat in my body. It was difficult for me to even think of, okay, what what are good fat sources? And I did look online and that sort of thing, but even that it just seemed very limited. Fish, avocados, nuts, it just didn't really feel like there was a lot of different variety of foods involved. Um, even something like fruits, well, that has a lot of carbs, so that's not really recommended on that diet, etc. So it didn't really feel like the right diet for me and even though my body like a lot of other people doesn't react well to a lot of grains or sugar that's probably most of us at the same time I don't feel like it needs to get rid of all grains and sugars now sugar of course should be a minimum but something like oatmeal or porridge or um even bread sometimes to a limited extent, my body doesn't react to that badly unless I've had too much of it. So for me, I didn't really feel like grains were harming my body so badly unless I overate it. So anyway, basically, long story short, wasn't the diet for me. And I did try to go back to being vegan um, sort of a while back, maybe two, three years ago now. I did try to go back to being vegan, but it just didn't feel right anymore. To me, any diet that is going to restrict you from a lot of different foods just really usually isn't the diet that's going to work for you. Because if you're used to eating from various food groups or you're just used to eating... um you know, like an, like an omnivore, so you're, I think that's the correct term, so you're eating vegetables and meat and fruit and bread and and all of these different types of food, and then you try to go on a diet where you're very restricted as to what you can eat, I think more than likely that's not going to be the diet for you for a very long term, um, especially if you, if the people around you are not subscribing to that lifestyle it will be very difficult to constantly turn down food. I mean, if you're lucky to have people who really respect your your food choices, then you may be able to survive. But for me, it really didn't work out. That was basically why I stopped being vegan um, previously, because after I'd been vegan for a while, I just got tired of constantly saying, oh, I don't eat meat and don't you know what they do with me? You know, the whole, the whole, I was basically that kind of vegan. I don't think it was as bad as some people can get, but you know, sometimes when you become vegan, especially 
then and you learn all the horrible things that are happening with the meat industry, then you feel repelled um, from eating it and you try to sort of spread that message to others. And also you may learn that eating so much meat is unhealthy for us. And oftentimes people don't want to hear it, as we all know. So I don't, I still don't eat a lot of meat. I'm not a big meat eater, but nevertheless, I do eat meat and I don't, I stand behind the reasons why you should eat not eat meat or maybe eat less of it. But um, I don't feel the need to restrict myself to that degree. And I think even if you eat very little meat, like you eat meat once or twice a week, that does help with certain environmental concerns and concerns about animal cruelty. So um, in fast forward, when after I had found out and tried to do the keto diet, and it wasn't really successful for me, I had learned sometime around that time about the about intermittent fasting. So as I said, I'd heard about fasting and the health benefits and that sort of thing, but never really jumped in and never really did my research. Again, I remember, as I said, that documentary I watched before and the couple, elderly couple doing intermittent fasting And I was kind of turned off by how skinny they were, even though they were healthy and it seemed like a healthy lifestyle. For some reason, that that turned me off a lot on them. So intermittent fasting is basically giving yourself an eating window and a fasting window. So the typical thing, I think, for beginners, or just this can be permanently, but the kind of lower lowest intense fasting that I usually hear of is 16-18. So that would be 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of eating. So basically you would eat from, for example, 12 noon to 8 p.m. and then you wouldn't eat after 8 p.m. and you would not eat before 12 um, noon. So there are some things I, I highly recommend Dr. Berg if you're interested in intermittent fasting. Dr. Berg on YouTube is very beneficial, has a lot of beneficial knowledge. So there are some things you can drink that won't harm your fasting. And I've heard that if you intake anything less than 50 calories, it won't harm your fasting. So let's say you wanted to have some apple cider vinegar, but you know you don't love the taste so much. So you can put a touch of honey in there as long as it's under 50 calories. This is what I've read, but of course, do your own research. So this is how it works. And the point is that your body gets to take a break from digestion. And also one of the main benefits is that every time we eat, then we have this uptick in insulin. Insulin is one of the factors of weight gain especially um, it comes from carbs, but it really happens every time we eat. So the less that insulin can can have this uptick, and I'm going to leave all the research in the links below, but as long as it is not having that uptick and getting a break from eating and having to digest food, then the body, during that resting period, it is able to do various things. So one of them is lose weight. Another thing they talk about is autophagy, which is supposed to be good for your brain. Another thing it talks about is regenerating cells. So this happens when you give yourself a long window of fasting. Now for me, not all the time, but in general, this works out really well because of the fact that I'm not really a breakfast person In fact, my biggest weakness is more so late night eating, especially if I'm up late, then I can um, reach for unhealthy foods. If I'm up too late, that for some reason that just triggers me to eat unhealthy food. But breakfast, I could go without breakfast. So the idea of doing intermittent fasting and simply skipping breakfast and waiting until 12 o'clock works for me. Now, if you are a breakfast person, then you can move it up. You can do it from 10 to 6 or 9 to 5, but it really just depends because if you like your breakfast and you like your dinner, then maybe intermittent fasting is just not for you. 
Another benefit of intermittent fasting is that it allows you to eat less. Now, yes, this is partly because you're giving yourself an eating window, but it's also partly because fasting in and of itself helps you to eat less. So we've probably all experienced this during Ramadan, for those of you who are Muslim listening, that during Ramadan, then we fast from sunrise to sunset. And you may, for myself personally and other people that I've spoken to, in general, you may feel hunger once or twice a day. But you usually do not feel hunger all day. And in general, well, I'll say for myself, as soon as I eat something, as soon as I break my fast, I feel sufficed. Like as soon as I just get a date in my mouth, I feel completely fine. Now, the problem with us as Muslims, unfortunately, and a lot of us probably don't get the health benefits of fasting during Ramadan. Obviously, it's for worship primarily, but if we could get the health benefits also, that would be great as well. Unfortunately, with us as Muslims, oftentimes during Ramadan, instead of it being the month of fasting, (laughs) it turns into the month of feasting. So we have these massive suhoors and these massive iftars. So even though we know within ourselves that physically our body can really suffice off of very little after having fast all day, our body has almost gotten used to not eating and it really is suffice after just a small meal, psychologically, we want to eat a lot. And I know this for myself and for many other Muslims. Unfortunately, whole entire countries and cultures have this habit of these huge feasts at iftar. Well, I won't say unfortunately completely because if you're inviting people over and your people are enjoying your food and, you know, then there's a lot of barakah in that. Um, but if we're just stuffing our faces for the sake of stuffing our faces then that is a big issue. So just to say that we don't always get the health benefits of fasting because psychologically, we just want to eat a lot. So we end up eating a lot and we so we don't really get to benefit. But in general, if you really watch yourself, then you will realize that after you eat a small meal, you will really feel sufficient. And so this is what happens during fasting when we go long periods of time without eating our body almost gets used to it and feels okay with less. And so you can try this experiment for yourself, inshallah, maybe two days or however, uh, maybe, yeah, I would say more than one day, maybe two days. But do an experiment where you compare eating three small meals a day. So maybe try to eat, if you're not trying to lose weight in particular, um, maybe try to eat between 16 and 1800 calories. Um, well, let's say take off 200 less than what you usually eat. Um, and you can just estimate that if you're not someone who calorie counts. So take two days and do intermittent fasting. Fast for 16 hours and only give yourself the eating window of 12 to 8. And see, compare that to, and so you're also trying to eat under a particular calorie count, And then compare that to another two days, eat how you normally do if you normally eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks, and try to keep it under a particular number of calories, say 1,800. Typically, you'll find that it is a great deal easier to eat less when you have fasted, when you are fasting, than to eat less when you are eating one, uh, two or three meals a day with snacks. It just is a lot easier. Your body just feels suffice so much easier than when you are constantly eating. And another thing, just on a practical note, if you have to stay under 1,600 calories, for example, and you have two meals in which to do so, and you have this eight-hour eating window that's going to be a lot easier to do than if you don't have any eating window, you're going to eat whatever time you like. So you're going to have the normal American breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snacks. It's going to be a lot harder to control your calorie count within five meals than within two meals. Within two meals, you have two 
hearty, healthy meals that are both 600 calories, excuse me, that are both, if it's 1,800, that are both 900 calories as as compared to having three meals a day and two snacks. So now you have to figure out, okay, maybe each meal should be, I don't know, 400 calories and then you try to have two 200 calorie snacks for me it's just a lot easier the less meals you have to worry about the easier it is to stay under a certain calorie count so i'm not i'm not a nutritionist i'm not you know any kind of health guru at all so i am going to leave the information that i've read below inshallah under the podcast but i just wanted to share this with you all so there are different kinds of fasting that I just want to go through quickly. Obviously, we know as Muslims, we have our religious fast, but we can also term it as a dry fast, which basically means that you are not consuming any liquid or food. So let me just tell you about the benefits of dry fasting. Now, what I did was a water fast for three, uh, for about three days. It was 65 hours. And I'll get into my personal experience in a minute. But dry fasting, one of the benefits or some of the benefits um, that I've read, and and again, I'll link this below the podcast. Um, So this doctor, he says, dehydration causes competition between healthy cells and pathological organisms for water. It is a real survival of the fittest scenario. Information inflammation cannot survive without water. So you should also Google do your research on inflammation. Inflammation is one of the biggest causes of a lot of health issues as well. Inflammation, insulin, they're both pretty big causes of different health issues. So um, please look into that as well. So he says a wet environment is ideal for the proliferation of pathological bacteria Viruses, worms, and water shortage is a devastation as fire for all of them. All dead or dying tissues will be expelled from the body. So he says, a water fast does the same thing, but it takes much longer to accomplish that goal. So he goes on to talk about what inflammation is, but inshallah ta'ala, I'll leave it below for you to read it for yourself. But uh, that's one of the benefits of dry fasting. So dry fasting, you're not taking in water or food for a period of time. And so when you're intermittent fasting, well, it really depends on you because different people do different things. So some people may drink calorie, um, calorie-free liquids or, again, anything that's under 50 calories while they're in their fasting period. Some people may not eat or drink at all, and others may just drink water. But for us as Muslims, we know that during Ramadan, then we don't eat or drink at all. So inshallah ta'ala, we do get some of these benefits along with the spiritual benefits of fasting. But again, if we just stuff our faces after we break our fast and we stuff our face in the morning, and unfortunately, there's even... Again, let me not say unfortunately, because if you're sharing a meal with people, alhamdulillah, there's barakah in that. But health-wise, unfortunately, in some cultures, then people are just eating from iftar up until suhoor. So you're really not getting the health benefits. You're just flipping your day around. So you're just you're eating nonstop for, um, let's see, well, it depends what time of year it is. But you're eating nonstop during the time that you can eat. Okay, and then you take a few hours and you're not eating, and some people just will go to sleep during that time, different cultures. But you're not necessarily getting the health benefits because you're still consuming a lot of food. And Allahu Alam, this is just my opinion, but I think it does take away from the fast when we do this. In one sense, it's good because it brings us together as a family, as a community, to come together and eat together. And this may be something we don't do throughout the year. But in another sense, we miss out on the actual benefit of abstaining from food, not just health-wise, health-wise, yes, but also spiritually, the the um, the benefit of abstaining from food, because if you are eating all night and then just sleeping uh, throughout most of the day until it's time to break your fast, 
you're not actually experiencing hunger for the most part at all. And so do we really get to get the benefits when we're not actually experiencing hunger? Allah alam. So the next kind of fasting is a water fast. And so as I mentioned, intermittent fasting is basically you're eating for a period of time and you are fasting for a period of time. Now, the most basic one that I've seen is that you fast for 16 hours, you you have an eating window of 8 hours, but some people also take it further and they will have an eating window of just 4 hours and fast for 20 hours, and of course, <laughs> some people take it even further than that, that they're only eating within a one-hour window. Those people are usually just eating one heavy meal, and they are fasting for 23 hours. And we should remember as Muslims that this is how a lot of Sahaba and saints have eaten, that they've eaten one meal a day. Al-Ghazali, I don't think I'll find this quote right now, though I am going to quote from him later. He spoke about the fact that um, the saints eat one meal a day and like the Muslims eat twice a day and those who eat three times a day are basically like pigs. (laughs) This is what I I think he was quoting from someone else. But in the past, this was normal that a someone who is a, um, a righteous person would eat only once or twice a day. And now for us, we're just used to eating all the time. Now, of course, the way we eat has changed so much in in those times. I think it's safe to say that most of the time they weren't just grabbing something to eat and eating alone, Allahu Alam. Or even if they did, did they have any place to store a lot of food? Again, Allahu Alam. They certainly didn't have refrigerators, which is not to say they didn't have other means of storing food. But in general, did they have food that they could actually grab and eat right away and just eat throughout the day? Probably not as much. It existed because there were always foods like uh, dates, of course, and you could eat dates all day if you wanted to. But we have it to a much more extreme degree. We have not only fruits that, of course, have always been uh, readily available to human beings, but we also have lots of snacks and lots of ready-made food and quick and easy food and delivery and restaurants. So it is more difficult for us, no doubt. But we should remember the ways of our forefathers and try our best to emulate them as best we can. Of course, fasting is not going to be for everyone. And it's not wajib, it's not obligatory on us. But if you find benefit in it, like I do, I highly suggest to myself and to others that if you find benefit in it, then try to do it. Because we have so many forms of worship in Islam, and not everyone is going to appeal to everybody. Some people may not like sitting down and doing dhikr. Some people may not like um, sitting for a long time and making dua. Some people may not like, I don't know, There's there are so many different things that we can do as Muslims, but... If you find something that you do like, like if you find that you love doing vicar, you should do vicar. If you love doing vicar and you don't really like fasting, besides for Ramadan, the obligatory fast, then do your vicar and, and no, no one's going to force you to fast, you know? If you enjoy fasting or you find it easy, but maybe you don't love doing vicar, then do fasting and no one's going to force you to do vicar. Of course, you should. Um, but... All I'm saying is that there are so many ways that we can get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you find one that you enjoy, try to do that thing. Um, And inshallah ta'ala, reap the benefits of that thing. So as we were saying, the fasting period can be between 16 and 20 hours for intermittent fasting. But also some people do like to do longer periods of fast to get more benefits from fasting. And that's what I did. I did almost almost three days of fasting. I kind of unfortunately fell apart in the last moments of the last day. So I was I wanted to do 72 hours. 
but I ended it at 65 hours, which is pretty, you know, I don't know. So I only had seven hours left, but something that I've learned from that is that, so I started my fast at 1 a.m. on Wednesday, and I was supposed to end it at 1 a.m. on Saturday. So 1 a.m. Wednesday, of course, is obviously technically Thursday, and 1 a.m. Saturday is technically Sunday. So that's what I was supposed to end my fast. So one thing I definitely think next time I do this, inshallah ta'ala, I want to do it three times, excuse me, one time um, at the end of every month, is that I want to start my fast at a reasonable time. <laughs> and so I would suggest that to you all as well, that if you're going to... Um, you know, if you're going to partake in this prolonged fast, then try to start at a reasonable time. Don't think, oh, let me just eat all I can eat on the day I'm going to start my fasting because then you'll pretty much regret it by the end or you may even end up falling short by the end. So a reasonable time, like somewhere between 8 p.m., 10 p.m., if you can do earlier, like 6 p.m., that's even better to start your fasting and then you'll be able to break your fasting at a reasonable time. So that was really valuable. Another thing I say to try and not break your fast early is to not prepare your food. That was a mistake I made because I didn't intend to break my fast. But at the 65th hour, then I decided to prepare a smoothie to break my fast with. And then after making the smoothie, then of course there's like smoothie left over in the container. And I somehow convinced myself that I should just drink it. So that was a bad idea. In the future, I think I won't prepare. Maybe I'll prepare mentally what I want to eat, but not actually prepare the food that I want to eat. That was a mistake. Um, one thing that I did during my fasting that really helped was to stay out of the kitchen. Obviously, that's not an option for everyone if you're like a mom or something. But if you can, then that is really valuable because there are certain things that we all know, those of us who may have taken to overeating, that we all know trigger us to overeat. One of them can simply be being in the kitchen in front of the fridge. One of them can simply be opening the fridge. <laughs> so if you can avoid those things, then avoid them. For me, another one, as I mentioned before, is being up too late. So if you can avoid these things as much as possible while you're fasting, then it will, you'll make it a great deal easier for yourself. Also, um, so this was a water fast, but what I technically thought of it as in my head is a fasting that allowed for some water. So why I thought of it in that way is because I can't really drink a lot of water, at least I don't take easily to it. If I have two, three cups of water, that's more than enough for me in a day. So if I focus too much on water or try to make myself drink eight cups of water or something like that a day, I think that would really turn me off from fasting or from keeping the fast because I just don't like having that much liquid in general in my system. So if you are not really a water person, maybe you want to not focus too much on water and rather just focus on abstaining. And then when you are thirsty and you need some water, then have some water. Another thing that I think was beneficial is that I got sparkling water. So I had regular water, distilled water, and also sparkling water. And I think that just having the change in texture is is helpful just just for the I don't know just for the advantage of um I guess it not getting too boring so that was good and then I also had room temperature water and cold water that also helps I think just the, the variety because it's just water you know <laughs> it's just water but as much variety as you can get then I think it helps you to keep going um, I'd also say that try to plan, if you're going to do this, and again, all the research will be below, try to plan your fast on days that you know you don't have anything planned. So 
on the days that you're off of work, on days that you're on vacation, well, not literally going somewhere for vacation, but basically off of work or off of school, then um, that I think would help you to get through it as best as possible. Because you have, if you have a lot of social engagements or any social engagements during the time that you are fasting, it's going to be very difficult to keep your fast. So just try to stay at home and relax. I think also whatever you can do to keep yourself busy is of immense value. Because something that we, some of us, will realize is that we use food to keep us busy like it's just it can become sometimes just something to do so you need to replace that whether that's reading books watching a movie or watching movies because you have a lot of time um doing your vicar doing your studying um anything you can think of if you sew like anything doing an art project really anything that doesn't require too much physical energy then just do it and if you need to sleep more do it for me i did not exercise while i was fasting i know that some people do exercise or at least walk and some people even report feeling energetic when they were fasting i did not feel energetic at all i felt very tired so that's one thing that even though i like fasting it for me it is not something that necessarily gives me physical energy at least not while i'm doing it afterwards allah alam but physical energy not really so you have to watch that so again also if make sure you it's during a time where you don't have to do anything too physical um so those are just a couple of things i would say about also, I think it's helpful to be reading about fasting or watching videos about the benefits of fasting while you're fasting, just to remind yourself why you're doing it. But at the same time, for me, I felt like, okay, yes, I want to watch these videos. And I did watch these videos and read the book by Upton Sinclair, The Fasting Cure. But I didn't want to overdo it because I didn't want to consume myself too much with the idea that I was fasting because then you can, you may get consumed too much with the idea that you're depriving yourself and that may make you want to end it. So in moderation, the the other thing that I'll say, well, okay, I'll talk about my personal benefits from fasting in a moment, but let me give you some general benefits from water fasting. So they say water fasting can benefit you for anti-aging, longevity, cancer prevention, and immune health. So anti-cancer benefits, um, let's see. Yeah, those are a few of the benefits. Let me just read. Okay, another one is protection from neurodegenerative diseases and increased BDNF, which is, as they put it, fertilizer for the brain. It supports memory and learning ability. So I did feel myself able to concentrate during fasting. I was reading. I was reviewing um, some of my... Uh, notes from Islamic classes I was studying so I was mentally I was able to concentrate on my work but at the same time I was tired I was more tired than usual so for me it was kind of a, a balance between yes benefiting from being able to do my do my work and being able to concentrate but at the same time feeling tired or needing more sleep than usual so these are some of the benefits of fasting. Let me just read that to you one more time, inshallah. Anti-aging, longevity, cancer prevention, immune health, BDNF, fertilizer for the brain, it increases that, and protects the brain from neurodegenerative disorder disorders. So there's also something they call autophagy. And I'll try to leave a, a link below specifically about that. And autophagy, as I recall, is when your cells renew themselves. So obviously that's very beneficial as well. 
And so you can get this to some degree through intermittent fasting, through eating less, though it's it's harder to eat less when you're not um, fasting, and through longer periods of fasting. All three are very beneficial. So even if you look up like calorie-restrictive diets, benefits of, of low-calorie-restrictive diets in the brain and that sort of thing, you'll see similar benefits, but the thing is that it's much harder to do that. So Upton Sinclair, on his book, The Fasting Cure, he talks about this, that it's a lot easier to simply not eat than to eat less. And so there was actually a study, and I'll leave the video below, but there was a study with some young men, and they dramatically decreased their food intake. And these young men, they ended up doing just some really extreme things in order to get food. They were looking for food in the garbage. They were stealing food. They were eating, like, a lot of gum. So it was very hard for these young men to be on this low-calorie diet. And I think a lot of us find that for ourselves. If you try to simply, not everyone, you know, but I think a lot of us may find this, that if you try to breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'm just going to try to have 100 calories less than I usually have. It, you may find that, and again, try to do this experiment for yourself. Actually, this is an easier way to put the experiment. Try to do this experiment for yourself where breakfast, lunch, and dinner... One day, try to eat less. So try to just eat less rice and chicken or whatever you eat every day. Try to eat less of that one day. And then the next day, just try to skip a meal and see which one is easier. Now, most of us have probably experienced even involuntarily skipping a meal and not missing it very much. So if you're busy during the day, you may just end up skipping lunch. If you're busy in the morning, you may just end up skipping breakfast. Most of us don't skip dinner, but you really may notice that in general, you won't be starving twice as much or three times as much simply because you missed breakfast or lunch. You usually are able to keep functioning. Of course, everyone's different again, but I've heard this several times and I know for myself this is true, that I can just skip breakfast just because I forgot or just because I was busy, and that is It's not even that it's easier because it takes no effort to just not eat breakfast for me and for some other people who may not be breakfast people. Whereas it takes effort to say, okay, today instead of having three eggs, I'm going to have two eggs. Because you just simply may not feel suffice with two eggs if you're used to having three. Whereas if you simply skip breakfast altogether, it may sound strange. So so again, do it for yourself, but you may find that it's a lot easier to do so. So in order to get these benefits that we spoke about, some people will do longer fasting so that they can get the most out of these benefits that we mentioned earlier. And the least, well, you can do a 24-hour fast, but usually people go for three to five days. I've, I've done 24 hours a couple of times I'm trying to continue to do 24 hours every Thursday, inshallah. Um, But this is the first time I've done, and I believe I did, I don't know if it was 48 hours or a little less than that. It was like a day or a day and a half, something like that, before. And so this is the first time I did a approximately three-day fast, 65 hours in all. So they say that this is a way that you can really get the benefits that you get from intermittent fasting to a higher degree. So how exactly do you fast? So there are two distinct approaches. We already spoke about dry fasting, so we separated that. But when it comes to water fasting, then there are two approaches. One is just straight up water fasting and then possibly some salt they say for electrolytes so if you want to have just a couple glasses of water then maybe one glass that has some salt not a lot obviously but a a touch of salt with your water then that's one way of doing it and they call this the minimalist approach and then there are 
Uh, and then there is the modern approach. And the modern approach is when you use supplements and also drink coffee. So like we said before, there are some people who will say that you can still still get the benefits of fasting even if you drink something like coffee or tea because there are no calories in it. And there are other people that say, no, you don't get as much of the benefit. So that's up to you. I think if I did more than a three-day fast, I would probably include tea and coffee, Allah alam. Because I would think at that point it may get harder. But then again, I've heard so many people say it actually gets easier the fourth day. So Allah alam. But that's up to you. And also, if you have never fasted before outside of Ramadan, again, if you're Muslim listening, if you've never done an extended fast before, I would definitely suggest working up to it. So I, I've read a lot of different people say that, and I think it makes sense that if you've never done a, uh, let's see, if you've never done intermittent fasting or you've never done even a 24-hour fast, then try that first. Try to do a 24-hour fast a couple of times and then once you've done that successfully and you know how you and your body react because again it's not going to be for everyone so your body may not react well or your lifestyle may not be um coherent for this for this kind of sort of self-experiment so if it doesn't work for you then alhamdulillah doesn't work for you but at least doing a 24-hour fast first will prepare you for doing a longer fast. So he suggests, and I definitely would do this next time, that you start Thursday 8 p.m. and then you would finish by, well, it depends. If you're doing 72 hours, you would finish by Saturday 8 p.m., I believe. Let's see. No, no, you'd finish by Sunday 8 p.m. So it depends if you're doing 24 hours, 48 hours, or or 72 hours. If you're doing 72 hours, I would actually suggest starting from Wednesday night and ending Saturday night. It depends on your life, but for me, those were the best days. But of course, this depends on everyone's life and, and what you do every day. And then he talks about breaking the fast. Now, this was a mistake I made. I did not break my fast properly. So I definitely suggest that you look into this and try to break your fast properly. So at 72 hours fasted, then he suggests drinking some turmeric tea. And then at 72 hours and 30 minutes, bone broth at 73 minutes, um, eat food with fewer carbs. And then at 70, excuse me, at 73 hours, Eat food with fewer carbs. And then at 73 hours and 30 minutes, you can eat normally. So I definitely do suggest that you do that. For me, unfortunately, I just got into it and ate my meal. And I and again, I think that's partly because I, I made my time too late by starting Wednesday 1 a.m., then it really just was difficult for me to wait until Saturday 1 a.m., which is technically Sunday, to eat. Because obviously that's a strange time to eat. So it's much easier. I think it'll be much easier on yourself if you start at somewhere like 8 p.m. so that you can end at a normal time like 8 p.m. So I've talked a lot about the health benefits. And yes, as you can tell, this will be a long podcast So I spoke a lot about the health benefits, but now I want to go into some of the spiritual benefits, inshallah ta'ala. Okay, before I do that, because I just, I want to give you guys a quick summary. Actually, what I'll do, I will end this podcast just giving you a quick summary of the benefits of fasting and then I'm going to have a part two and you can listen to part two inshallah ta'ala about strictly the spiritual benefits of fasting. So with fasting, you can heal a host of minor and sometimes major health disorders. 
you can it will help you lose weight and keep it off now a little side note to that you should not depend on fasting alone as a means to lose weight because if you you can lose a lot of weight in a very short period of time on fasting but if you jump right back into your old diet you're just going to put it back on and obviously be very disappointed so during that time it's very beneficial to also think about how you want to eat how you want to change your eating habits and do not jump into the same eating habits because obviously it will just produce the same results next cleanse your body of metabolic waste and toxins improve your skin tone and health make you look younger stimulate new cell growth make you feel younger strengthen your immune system and natural defenses improve granular health and hormonal balance increase mental clarity enhance your moods enjoy a more positive outlook give you more energy and enthusiasm so the last thing i will say to lead you into the next podcast which i may wait until next sunday to publish is that the prophet وسلم, said fast and you will be healthy so all of the research that the scientists are now coming to find out, the Prophet وسلم, told us this hundreds of years ago, fast and you will be healthy. So inshallah ta'ala, look into fasting, do your research, look at the links that I provide below. And if it works for you, if you find it to be relatively easy to do, then inshallah ta'ala, try it, try to do it often. And I give that advice to myself as well. Because it is, it is, for me, and it depends on you, for me, it is probably the easiest thing I can do to help me, not only with my weight, but with my health. It is the easiest thing i found. Trying to restrict what I eat is not easy for me to do. It's not really, it's not even really something I want to do. So if you also have uh, found yourself unsuccessful with, different types of diets then maybe fasting is what you need so inshallah ta'ala try it do your research and inshallah we'll all have better health in the coming new year again the prophet told us fast and you will be healthy i look forward to doing the podcast next week on the spiritual benefits of fasting assalamu alaikum take care